Good morning, everyone. Okay, good morning, everybody watching and listening online as well, NorwoodFMC.com or Facebook Norwood Free Methodist Church. Um, I am going to be honest with you. I'm very excited about today's message. I'm very excited about the way it came to me. I'm very excited about the ramifications and possibilities therein because it's very practical stuff. Now, time out. If you ever sit in church and feel like people are looking at you, don't be weird they're not, okay? This message is going to affect every single person in this room. So because everybody in this room falls in this category, yours truly, you're going to hear a lot of my stories today, if you feel a little yucky because this message is, is, is touching on things inside of you, just understand everybody around you does too. Do you understand what I just said? Thank you. And again, if you don't get with me, I'll just push harder and harder and harder. I'm a narcissist. But this is one, guys, you can leave with a lot of practical help today. I'm excited. I mean it. And I'm going to push through. Today we're going to talk about something that we've never talked about in this church or in my ministry in nine years. And it's this. We're going to talk about anger. From a variety of angles in a very wide way. Today's goal is the same as always. It's never to condemn. I don't see Jesus doing that in the, in the Gospels at all. And so if you or someone you know loses the battle to anger frequently or infrequently or temper or things like this, the goal for me today is to help myself, for one, because I do struggle with this, but the goal is to help. Now, the main way I'm going to be trying to help today is by showing us some really interesting truths. Again, I always say this. Jesus said, if you're with me, you'll know the truth. And that truth will set you free, which you can conclude a lie holds you captive. If the truth sets you free, right, then you can only conclude that a lie holds you captive. So today, all we're going to do is what Holy Spirit wants to do, I believe, and we're going to look at this. Number one, Ephesians, please. Teaching book, a teaching book to the church at Ephesus. It teaches us one thing major. It teaches us that anger is not sin. So nobody today, green shirt guy or anybody else you've ever listened to, is not allowed to tell you that your anger is sin. Oh, that's not it. In your, in your anger, do not... Yes, please. Sorry. There you go. In your anger, do not sin. So the Bible's telling you right here. And it's, it's quoting something else. It's quoting the Old Testament, I believe. So if you're angry, it's, it's not sin. If anybody ever told you, oh, you're angry, that's bad, that's your own baggage. And that's some of our families. If you start to feel angry, they, they squash it. Down. No, that's not God. Throw that away. Your anger is a gift from God. And what I'm saying is this. All of your emotions are a gift from God. They were given to you. I'm skipping my message here. To enjoy your time here. And here's the thing in this world. I'm totally riffing now. Don't fall into the trap of only desiring the good things and shaking your fist at God for the bad things because beauty is found in the entire spectrum. Do you understand? You don't understand. Do you want me to do a... Bruce understands. Father, will you help me today? Because these people don't really want to hear what I have to say. If you always felt peace, it would not be a gift. Peace is a gift amongst... Chaos. Do you understand? Without darkness, there's no light. Your anger is not sin. It's not. But, and this is what I'm going to say today, it's a ripe environment for sin. Do you, does that make sense? That is fertile. That's it. It's fertile ground. But my goal today is to help. So I was speaking to somebody this week, this is where it came from, who acknowledged to me something about anger toward a relative that had died years ago. So you may be thinking of anger in the moment. You may be thinking of temper. And yes, that's a thing. We're going to talk on that. But there's also anger we hold inside toward things, events, groups of people, and situations. So hear me in this way, okay? 
Understand I'm not just talking about I fly off the handle and I'm not just talking about that deep anger. We're going to split it up and look at it right now. So for the sake of understanding, point number one, let's start with temper. Let's start with just temper because I have a piece of truth that has set me free recently. The snapping, the blowing up, whatever. Let's leave the bigger, more profound anger over here for a second, okay? One thing I noticed this week is something profound to me and it's going to help us. Okay, you ready, ready, ready? This type of anger, temper, is, mana, is rooted in the idea that things are not the way they're supposed to be. Here's what I mean, and follow me on this. Let's say you have an object that doesn't work, and all of a sudden you just get mad about that. Do you know why you're mad? Because you believe it's supposed to work. Does that make sense? I believe this is supposed to work, and I'm mad about it. But you're thinking me angry, but the reality is your temper most of the time comes when things are not going the way you believe they should go or how you think they should be. Guy was tailgating me the other day and my kids were in the back, which really gets me mad because it's putting them in danger. I don't know if you know this about me. I'm not a real passive guy. And I felt like his brights were blinking at me and he was too close to me. So this is AJ's brain. I'm about to turn in my driveway. So instead of turning, I'm just going to put it in park. I'm just going to walk back and talk to the guy. I saw my father do that once. He was a lot less calm about it at that time. And then I realized, well, it's a blind hill. That's probably not a good idea. But that was 90%. I was 90% sold. Let's just go have a conversation with this dude and ask him why. Let's ask him why he's, why he's tailgating me. Let's, you know, You're not supposed to be doing that. That's not how that's supposed to be. Was what sparked my anger. Do you understand? And if you take this piece of truth with you, it's actually going to set you free. And let me tell you one that always gets me with my six and four-year-old that I stay home with. Why is this right here? It doesn't belong here. I almost tripped on this thing, right? Kick. Because I'm believing. Are you with me at all today, guys? Oh, my gosh. I'll shut it down, seriously. Like, <laughs> that's not the way it's supposed to be, and therefore I'm angry. But listen to me. You don't just smash the object. Just grab the thought. Do you understand that? Grab the thought. Hey, wait. I'm mad right now because I feel like this should work, and it's not. And you might be right. I get it. Listen. <laughs> I'm the worst. Our, 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 our stove, you know how you got, everything's going digital nowadays, which means things can break easier. You understand what I'm saying? Like you used to just light the stove. You had a match, you had some gas. Boom. This digital fancy nonsense. And all of a sudden it's like error code. And I'm like, oh, you're going to be kidding me. You have, you've got one job. <laughs> and so I'm mad. But my thought is I'm holding a belief that it's just supposed to work. Now, what if I introduce the truth that is this? Things wear out and break, AJ. These expenses are part of life and being a homeowner. You think that might curb my anger a slight bit? You think that might keep me from kicking that dog? <laughs> it's a joke. Don't kick your dogs, people. It's horrible. Kick the cat. Don't kick the dogs. <laughs> Last week, I literally said dogs are a gift from God and cats are a gift from the devil. Remember? <laughs> Uh, so understand that, guys. Whenever you're angry, even at other people, the, rea the reality is that flash temper is usually the reality you're hanging on to. It's not the way it's supposed to be. And so I want to tell you this real quick. What does AJ always say from up here? Who told you that? We've talked about entitlement here before. How we all deserve a three-bedroom house, two-and-a-half bath with a garage. Who told you you deserve that? Well, who told you that that thing's supposed to work? Forever and ever, Amen. I was at the garage, uh, North Country Oil Change, Dave and the gang. I support that business. I enjoy that business. And I remember this woman, she got 
she got slapped in the face with like a thousand dollars worth of repairs and i trust those guys she needed the repairs the car wasn't safe and she was like oh man, man, man. so i was next in line i was like geez dave she was upset huh and he goes no not really i don't i don't really think she was and i realized i was like i'm projecting because when that happens to me i get mad for days but see i would just before i had this thought and actually yesterday out in the hunting stand and putting wood away i was talking to god about this I guess that's what's holding me captive, and that's why I have these temper tantrums. I don't think I'm fly off the handle guy anymore. I'm not, but it's always the fact that it comes against what I believe should be happening and what I should believe should be true. Now, here's the question. Time out. Nobody's here to condemn anybody. In fact, I'm telling you all my stories here. But how close is this to this epidemic we're facing in this country, especially... Where now everybody's offended by everything. I want to tell you that our anger, more, more like the temper, and that offended epidemic are related because both say, this is wrong. Outcry. It's not how I would want it. Do you see where they both pivot on the same dime? I don't like that, what, that word, the way you said that. What you dress, that. So you're saying it's not how you would have it. Right. It's the same demon, dude. And I'm not being literal. Do you understand what I'm saying? So we look at that and go, ooh, that's yuck. Having cry rooms in colleges because things aren't going the way you want to. Like, where's the generation that stormed the beaches of Normandy? Call me old-fashioned. But then, I'm sorry, what? Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay. In, yeah, you got, you got a mental breakdown. Because, Dave, right, if, if things don't go the way you want, guys, we have a safe place for you, right? How about we challenge our children and say, things are not always going to go the way you want. I've sat through elections. I didn't like the winner on state, local, government, whatever. But we don't get to just go into padded rooms and have people stroke that what you think is true is true. Does that make sense? That's a problem. Teach your kids. So let's leave temper over there and uh, I'll turn up the heat a little bit so I can talk about anger in the normal way and from help from another angle. I want to tell you that anger, and I'm talking about anger, like there's anger in this world that's justifiable, and again, it's not sin. Anger can only be overcome, and I'm, I'm promising you this in wisdom, by facing and understanding it. The problem with anger over other emotions is it's powerful and it's scary. And we need to acknowledge that. I've had to acknowledge that in my life. Anger scares people, especially kids, and it wounds them because it provokes fear. So when your anger or my anger comes out, it gets avoided. Because if it doesn't, the other option is quarrel. Do you understand that? That's why, I mean, you might deal with uh, uh, um, sadness. You might deal with other like emotions, and people will call you on that. But your anger, we enable you to be angry because otherwise we got to get in your face about it. Anger is hot. It's volatile. The only, it's either avoidance or confrontation when it comes to anger. Does that make sense? So that's why a lot of your anger, people are tiptoeing around you, and that's why you're still dealing with it, because it's not getting dealt with. And I don't blame the people in your life that don't want to go head-to-head -head with you, because it takes a certain amount of person to go head-to-head -head with you. That's what I've understood. So your anger gets avoided, because if it doesn't, the other option is fighting. And so what happens? It remains unhealed. But I'm going to do something today. I'm going to come from the side door to help everybody. It's going to be challenging. And I want to challenge you and say this. What you think might be anger that you're dealing with might actually not be anger. Now, here's what I mean. 
if an emotion comes out as another emotion, and if it isn't dealt with as it is, then it actually doesn't get dealt with. In other words, if I'm angry and I'm letting my anger fly, but in reality, I'm actually frustrated because I'm annoyed, then guess what? I'm not going to deal with or remedy the annoyance so it stays there. Does that make sense? If I call it anger, but I'm actually annoyed, then I don't deal with what's annoying me. It's just angry. And then guess what? That thing comes back around again and it never got dealt with. Do you see where God today is trying to set you free from that by giving you truth? Truth sets you free in Christ. I didn't say it. Jesus did. And so here's what I've discovered. This is my journey. I told you about summer soccer. I know it's not a big deal to y'all. Last year, I coached summer soccer for my five-year-old at the time. And I enjoyed that. It was fine. This year, I didn't coach. And I hated it. I would get anxiety Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I would get just like this. I'm out there and I'm in the woods. I don't want to miss my kid's soccer. I don't want to be that guy. But man, I'd go there and I would just be white knuckled. And my wife's like, you're making me uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm like, I'm making me uncomfortable too. But listen, that went on for like a week. And I was like, I turned to Melanie. I was like, I don't think I can do this, man. I don't think I can do this. And she started to kind of like give me judgy face. And I was like, and this needs to be okay. But what came out as anger, I realized was this. And I'm going to give you a healthy tool here in a second. When I sat down and looked at it and said, maybe I'm not just angry. I realized specifically, no, I was frustrated and was actually annoyed by the people there. For some reason, right or wrong, don't judge me. The other parents there annoyed the snot out of me. And I came in again and felt like anger. But no, it wasn't anger. It was annoyance. So you know what I could do? Make changes appropriately. You know what I did? I stopped sitting near the other parents. They don't have to like it. I don't care. And it remedied the problem. Or one time Brian came. Gave me somebody to talk to, not engage with the boogerheads. <laughs> They're official names. When you, when, you li- when you look at truth and go, me angry, no wait, me actually feeling this other thing, you can be healed. I didn't miss a single soccer um, practice this, this year, and I learned something about myself. I'm not going to judge myself for that, for being, not being able to you know, thrive in that situation. I made, a, I made a, a changes. If the people, that, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 but you got all that. How many times have you felt angry, but you were actually let down? How many times do you get angry, but because it's because you felt rejected or abandoned? And I'm not trying to get in your business, dude, but if it's just anger, then you're actually not dealing with it and making your life better by addressing the real problem. This happens when I feel rejected or not important, and I'm super sensitive in that area because of my past, and I get angry. A certain person in my life who will remain unnamed has a habit of uh, bouncing here and there when I'm trying to share important stuff with this person. I'll be talking to the person and they'll like disengage. And I'm like, and it really wounds me. What happened a couple nights ago where I'm talking about something and I'm starting to get a little fired up, not angry, just like passionate about this political, not political, but this ideology of education. And I was like, yeah, and then just, you ever heard about Finland and the way they approach schooling and the person like just disengaged from me. And I was like, and immediately I was angry, right? I was like, fine, eh. then I'm not, then I'm not going to talk. Like, if, if you can't sit here and listen, I'm not going to talk about it. Well, I took a moment and realized, yes, it's presenting itself as anger, but I'm really feeling disrespected and undervalued, and that produces a response that looks like anger. But it's not anger. I'm feeling disrespected and undervalued. Does that make sense? 
So which one gives a shot at actually producing change? Letting the person know, hey, when you do that, I feel disrespected and undervalued or just, do you understand that? Whose life improves if I deal with it? This guy, the guy with the green on, right? And I was able to actually go to this person and say, I know I froze you out the rest of the night after that. And I felt like that was terribly rude that you did that, but I was feeling really disrespected, man. Don't you, you want me to communicate with you, but then I do, and like you, you did, you did, I was feeling disrespected. So next, this person now lives in the truth and has the opportunity to know that and love me better and change that behavior. But if I just flip the table like I wanted to, what happens? Nothing. And my life doesn't get better. Does that make sense? Now I want to show you something I've shown you before. But I want, to, I want you to know something. I told you before, your feelings are a gift from God, dude. The ability to have these experiences, emotions. Does God have emotions, guys? Yes, he does. He gets angry. There's one in the Bible, he's angry with fire, which is the word wrath. God gets angry. God, God's feelings get hurt, right? When the Israelites choose a, a, a human king as opposed to... So, listen. At, he is jealous for, exactly... But I want to show you something. And I actually just dropped this on Facebook five minutes ago. I was able to, uh, to pin it. So if you're following along on Facebook, you can see I just posted. And it's this picture. Go ahead and show it, Bri. God gave us all of these. I'm going to show you here in a second. But we're responsible for working through these things. And the way we do it is by learning how each one feels and then dealing with them. So can you just pinch and zoom over on the red? portion because i know nobody can read that yeah as you pinch it should grow or you can hit the magnifying glass whatever i need to zoom in okay so zoom a little to the right drag it to the right a little bit so angry presents that way me angry right me and the soccer but actually i was where is this i was actually you're good bryce stop frustrated and over there on the right annoyed you understand that sometimes angry but i'm critical and sometimes i'm skeptical mad furious jealous bitter ignorant see what i'm saying we can't deal with and you've been subject to and in the prison of this big angry thing. But the reality is it's too big. Break it into something more specific. Let the truth come in. And that's when Holy Spirit can start dealing with it. Listen, nobody, we all are built certain ways. And let me tell you something. The people that struggle with anger are some of the most decisive leaders on our planet. Do you know that? Because anger is related to decisiveness and leadership. In other words, Alex and I were driving today. I had to stop in Sunoco. Sunoco's always a madhouse. And, of course, their fountain Mountain Dew was out, which is why I stopped in there. And we were driving, and people were driving insane, like just willy-nilly. Listen, and I said to Alex, my six-year-old, I said, listen, when you learn to drive, I'm going to teach you something. It's called decisiveness because the greatest tool for a good driver is decisiveness. If you're indecisive and go, ah, you're going to get an accident. You got to choose in or out, up or down, left or right. It's the people that go, uh, or overcorrect because they can't decide. Y'all are a problem. It's true. But the people that struggle with decisiveness aren't the ones punching people in faces. It's the people who know how they feel. They know how their opinions about things. But anger is one side of that coin. Does that make sense? Some of our greatest leaders in history, were, they knew exactly what they wanted and how they felt, but they were prone to anger. Because those two are related. So I do not want you feeling bad about yourselves. Good leaders tend toward anger. Every, every, listen, every personality trait has a good and bad. 
If you're indecisive, that means you're a good teammate, usually. Right? If you're sensitive, it might mean you're moody, but you're sensitive. You see? Stop indicting yourself. So if you struggle with anger, I'm helping here. But it's not just big, angry, green monsters, man. Hulk reference. Over here, that's what these are. And I promise you, I'm trying to teach my kids how things feel. Because when you can say it, we can work with that. And somebody told me once, if I can tell you that I'm feeling disrespected up there, then you can actually get in that emotion with me and that'll bring us closer together. Right? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disrespect you like that. I respect the crap out of you, man. I've never, I don't want you to feel that way. Now we can sit in it. Or if it's like on a friend level, man, I'm feeling really disrespected that way, dude. Yeah, man, I hate feeling disrespected too. Like I can empathize with you now. But when you were flipping tables, I couldn't empathize with what you're doing. I can't say me too to that. Does that make sense? Now, I have a funny little story for this so you really understand it. But So my six and four-year-old, like I said, I stay home with them. And one of the things we deal with is once in a while the kids will walk up to me and go, my tummy hurts. And I'm like, oh, man, virus, uh, food poisoning, E. coli. <laughs> like, that's where I go, right? <laughs> oh, what's wrong with you, pal? Like, what's it feeling like, buddy? He's like, I don't know. And I'm like, do you just have to poop? <laughs> and he'll go, oh, yeah. And I'm like, here, I was booking you a stay in the ER. Right? And it happens all the time. So one time I was like, can you just memorize how that feels? Sometimes it's hungry. And I go from like, oh my gosh, I food poisoned them to just, you just need some snacks, right? But guys, we're the same way sometimes with emotions. Sometimes it presents a certain way, but we don't know how to express like, it's just this, it's this feeling here. Does that make sense? So learn. Uncle AJ's here to tell you, I don't care if you're 85 years old, learn. It's going to improve every relationship around you and you'll accept yourself even better. Learn. And learn how to put the word to that feeling. And to defend you and me and everybody else who doesn't do this well, nobody taught us how to do this, guys. This is the first message I've ever heard about this. Thank you very much. Shit. <laughs> okay, final point of today is this. I won't take, this won't take much convincing. If we hold anger, and I mean anger, not temper, it's going to poison areas of our lives. If I'm still angry with him, Anger is not satisfied to just stay in that box. Now, one thing I can talk a lot about in this life is grief. I've buried most of my family by the time I was 26. And much like grief, anger will take up any room that it's given. Here's what I mean, too. Just as a side note, grief, if you lose, when you lose someone you love, or even life doesn't work out the way you want, you have to mourn a death in a way, understand this. Grief will be there whether you look at it in the face or not. And it'll just stick around whether you deal with it or not. And it will poison your life whether you deal with it or not. By not acknowledging it doesn't make it go away. It makes it last longer. I promise you that on all authority in that one. But anger's the same way. If I've got anger over here, anger toward a family member, let's say a coworker, not dealt with, it raises the pitch of everything around it. And what I mean is this. If we have unresolved anger, it's like having a boiler that always has a little bit of pressure. In other words, unresolved anger sends you walking around always, let's say, at 40% pressurized. Does that make sense? And so now the people you love the most only have 60% grace to play with. All of a sudden, they hit the pow, and it's like, oh, 
Well, it's because now I'm walking around with 40% occupied at this anger I've not dealt with over here. Sounds shockingly commonsensical, doesn't it? But guys, I think God wants to, to heal us today. Now, the thing about this is it's hard to spot in ourselves because it just becomes our normal life. Y'all have heard of the, the frog in the boiling water? Have you heard of that? This is morbid, but if you try to put a frog in boiling water, it'll jump out. But you know that scientists somewhere in some immoral place set a frog in water, heated it slowly to the boil, and the frog didn't jump out. And it died. Because we get used to environments, even negative ones. Does that make sense? So if something happens to you and you take in this anger, and again, nobody's coming at you about it, but if you keep it in, other people around you will see that you change, but you won't. It's very dangerous. And so the next thing you know, you're walking around 40% cocked all the time, struggling. Again, this is not a sin issue. I'm not saying that. But I, I, I can tell you I found some freedom in this with this wisdom. So how do you deal with it, AJ, before we go? I'm not a therapist. I'm not. But I will tell you this. I was loading wood last night after two unsuccessful hunts yesterday. And uh, it wasn't warm either. <laughs> it makes me a little bit angry, but anyway. So discouraged, actually, <laughs> dealing with anger myself. So I was loading wood. Stars were out. It was awesome. And I asked God. I literally said, like, Lord, I wrote this message, but, like, I'm going to tell people holding anger hurts you, but how do we deal with it? And, yes, everybody in this room can hear from God. He's like Wi-Fi. Just log in and listen. I promise. It's like a muscle. you got to work it. You'll get better at it. I said, Lord, how do people... If we're holding anger, myself included, how, how do we deal with that? And he gave me one word, and it was acceptance. And with that came a bunch of wisdom, and I want to teach you what it means. Well, this, you know, let's say that person was a nasty person. She, that one was, that was a, she was a selfish mother. He put us through so much. She wasn't there for us. He was supposed to protect me, whatever it may be. Number one, I agree with you. You're right. Why is there still anger? Because the only off-ramp is this. Acceptance. Now, I want to see. You guys have not been, not been a good crowd today, but I want to share something, maybe. Well, which makes me feel undervalued and disrespected. <laughs> they laugh. <laughs> well, I'm nervous because I want, to, I want to share something with you that I want to go public with. But it's really, really, really dear and close to me. But I'm going to trust God in this. Okay, so I'm going to tell you my story. It's not the story of how my mother didn't raise us and abandon us at six months. Y'all know that story. That's old news. I have some new news for you, in fact. So I'm going to talk about anger and acceptance in my life, and then we're going to go home. Um, my wife's brother, Joe, good dude, he, uh, he did some ancestry stuff this summer. He figured out that they're this, 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 and all that. And I said, hey, you know, I didn't know my birth mom, so let me, um, let me do some ancestry stuff because then we can figure out for the kids, you know? And again, remember, my, uh, my birth mother, I haven't seen her since I was six months old, right? We ended up going with my dad and moving up here. And uh, my, bro my brother and I just, you know, had life and grew, graduated from Norwood, Norfolk. And so... I wasn't going to, I don't know, I, uh, but did, did you know anything about Amazon Prime Day? It's a thing. They have a day where a bunch of stuff's on sale. Well, call it serendipity, call it luck, call it coincidence, or call it God because he's sovereign. I'm sitting at the computer and I'm like, Ugh, 
I don't know. That's expensive. I'm a little frugal. I don't know if you know this about me. Well, I looked and I saw Ancestry DNA was 50% off. I was like, oh, cool. There you go. Click. So it came a couple weeks later. You spit in a cup. The kids thought it was funny. You shake it up and then you send it. And I'm like, cool. I wonder what it's going to be. Because I know that like, I know my, my mother's full-blooded Sicilian. I knew that because of my grandmother who I had a good relationship. And so, um, yeah. So, you know, time went by. And then one day, like any other day, it was a Monday morning. It was around 11 o'clock in the morning. Bling! Your phone, because you can get an app. I'm not advertising for this, by the way. Um, it says, your ancestry DNA results are in. And I went, okay. Click. And that changed my life forever, in fact. And I had no idea of knowing it. Because what it showed me was an impossibility. And I got glasses recently, but I didn't need them at that time. I looked at it, and it tells me that I'm 90, 97% Italian and 4% other whatever near Italy. But how could that be? Because my father was half French and half Ukrainian. How could that be? Some of you are slower than others. It means that the guy that raised me and that I buried and loved was not my actual father. Oh, yeah, it's that TV story that I love to watch, except when it's my life. So that means everything I thought I knew about my lineage was not true. That's not why I took a sabbatical this summer, by the way. That came after that, believe it or not. And I, I was always so scared I was going to just blurt it out and tell you because I'm, so, I'm so honest up here. <laughs> and I was still dealing with it. So can you imagine that maybe a little bit of anger came up for the involved parties? No? Can't imagine that? Can you imagine that there's a lot of other little emotions that come there? But can I tell you something? In the last few months, I'll tell you why it doesn't hurt anymore and why it's just kind of become a part of my story. It happened. Yeah, it's not ideal and it's bad and label it other stuff, but that's not the point. I'm done doing that. It shouldn't happen. They should have this. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm going to set that down and just go, it happened. It's my story. And the last thing we want to do for hurtful things in our lives that cause that anger is to accept it. But can I tell you, it's the only off-ramp. Your mother should have been better. Your dad should have stuck around. I agree with you. But that's what you got. That's your story. That thing that happened to you, I agree. It was horrible. Absolutely. But it, it did. Does that make sense? And I started off by saying the truth shall set you free. Those things that happened to you, it happened. Let's stop fighting against it, fighting against the truth of reality and accept it. And I'll tell you, I knew day one for my story, I said, I said it to my therapist, actually. I said, God has a way of when I go through things and I'm honest about them, God has a way of using them in other people's lives. And you too. In fact, it's your greatest testimony that when that storm came, your house didn't collapse, right? So, number one, recognize when temper flares. It's because we believe things are wrong or not as they're supposed to be. Just grab that thought this week. Just grab it. That's all. Start with that. You're going to see the power of that anger gets stripped so quickly when you recognize it for what it is. Number two, we always thought was anger might not be or maybe more specific and you're responsible for figuring out so this week slow things down as you start to feel angry go what what am i actually feeling here yes it's anger but what is it frustration is it jealousy is it annoyance 
whatever it may be. And that's going to allow the Holy Spirit to work in truth. And number three, unresolved anger will poison areas of your life that are not involved. But the off-ramp is acceptance, guys. So let's sing walk by faith. I think that works because walking by faith is when you do things you wouldn't normally do or think might not work, but you choose to walk them out anyway because God showed it to you. Does that make sense? Let's do walk by faith. <laughs> 